This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Warning, the Savage Nation contains adult language, adult content, psychological nudity. Listener discretion is advised. The Westwood One Podcast Network presents The Savage Nation. It's savage, uncut, unfiltered, and raw. Home of borders, language, culture, and here he is, New York Times best-selling author and National Radio Hall of Fame inductee, Michael Savage. I was uh, rereading Lost Illusions by Balzac, the great French author who I've admired since college days, and it's about a naive young poet who leaves his provincial home to find success and fortune in Parisian society. And of course, he finds nothing. Balzac was the founder of French realism in novels, and he painted faithful pictures of the glittering and superficial world of society and of the lonely struggle of impoverished men of genius and what the corrosive effect of a city is upon the character Lucien. So what does it have to do with this? This is pedestrian stuff that we're going to talk about today. I don't want to get too highbrow because I'll lose the remnants of the audience that I already have left. But, you know, last night I was pretty shocked when Trump tweeted that he's going to deport millions of illegal aliens. I said, where did this come from? He can't do it. It's, it's like, what are you kidding me? Well, what do you want me to do, sit here and say, yay, deport them? First of all, you'll have riots in the cities that you can't have. You won't even believe what kind of riots you'll have. How are you going to deport millions of people? Where do you begin? Who do you use to do the deporting? And why didn't you just shut the border instead of deporting the illegals who've come in? You could have stopped them. You say, I know it's Congress doing it. Sure, it's Congress doing it. But to me, it looks like a two-card Monty job. The Dems and the Republicans want the millions of illegal aliens here for, for both of their different reasons. Or, or this wouldn't be going on. Then I was going to talk about U.S. going to send another 1,000 troops to the Middle East to counter Iran's threats. Now, I'm asking you, do you want war with Iran? It's the neocons who want war with Iran. What do I mean by neocons? The very same people who dragged us into war against Saddam Hussein the second time based on the lie of weapons of mass destruction, which didn't exist, are doing it all over again. A very dangerous cabal has settled in around Trump on almost every issue that we elected him for. They have superseded our desires with the desires of the swamp. I'm not going to sit here and tell you that I'm the greatest person on earth that I put Trump in the, in the White House. I had a lot to do with it. But the but is, when I wrote Trump's War soon after his election, there was a chapter entitled Trump's War Against the War Machine, and I called him a man of peace, and I cited the um, Mel Gibson movie Hacksaw Ridge. And uh, I said the left should have been celebrating Trump instead of rioting in the streets. And I said, you know why? Because we almost had a war with Russia, thanks to the psychopath who previously occupied the White House, the man who thought he was the greatest thing 
since the cure for polio, I wrote. He was ginning up a war with Russia, and the neolibs and the neocons were salivating. Note the terms, neolibs and neocons. And I said candidate Trump was on my show a month before the election, and he said he'd meet with Vladimir Putin, if he could, even before he was inaugurated. That's how badly Trump wanted to tamp down war talk. The crazy feminist sorority that surrounded Obama was dying for a war with Russia. And, of course, the chapter was entitled Trump's War Against the War Machine. And I wrote, one of the reasons I worked so hard to get Trump elected is I believe he will be a man of peace. Put everything else aside, I wrote. The most important thing in this world is not the economy. It's peace, domestic peace, international peace, peace between individuals, and peace between nations is far more important than gross domestic product or low interest rates. Hundreds of years ago, Thomas Hobbes said that the first law of nature is to seek peace. That is the essence of true conservatism. And I'm not just talking about the absence of military war on the battlefield. I'm talking about peace between individuals and groups within society. It's truly the opposite of progressivism, which seeks nothing but conflict. They promote conflict between people of different racial groups, different sexual orientations, and different income levels. They even promote conflict between men and women. I'm not going to go on from my book because I'm not interested in selling you a book unless you want to buy my new uh, book, A Savage Life, but I don't want to talk about that today. I want to talk about a number of things. Troops to the Middle East, who wants war with Iran to you? Why is it that so many of these non-military types in the radio and television business who pose as diehard conservatives who would probably have heart attacks if they heard a backfire from a truck in the streets, are, why are they so excited about a war with Iran? Who, who, who's telling them that we need war with Iran? Let me remind you of something about the war with Iran for one minute. And I'm going to get to the New York Times article about me. I'm going to get to it, believe me. I'm going to read it to you. Many of you don't subscribe. You're not going to download it. I'll read it to you. And you'll decide why I think they smeared me. I mean, that was what I put up. Why did the New York Times smear me? So many of you are commenting they didn't, and they said they did, and what would you expect? The scorpion and the frog. I'll read it to you. You decide for yourself. But I want to go back to the issue of war and peace for a moment. Peace is the most important thing on earth. Inner peace, isn't it? Inner peace that you seek in your own life. Well, we don't have much of it in America. We have more drugs than we have inner peace. Drugs are no substitute for inner calm, and the way to get there is not through drugs. But I won't go into a health show today. That's for another day. What do I want to talk about today? War and peace. That's what I want to talk about. You want to deport millions of illegal aliens here? Are you kidding me? How can you do that? Why would he even say that? It can't be done. It's impossible. Do you understand that it is tactically and physically impossible to deport millions of people? It can't be done. It's too late. When they were pouring over the border, I was saying, stop it, stop it, stop it. But nothing happened. You say, well, he couldn't do anything. His hands were tied. The Democrats did it to him. The deep state did it to him. This one did it to him. That one did it to him. Well, the buck stops here, as they say. What would someone do if they really wanted to stop those illegals pouring in? All coming in with new haircuts, new hairdos, new jeans, new shoes. Where are they getting the money from? Well, it's coming from Catholic charities, Baptist family services, and hundreds of other organizations making billions of dollars a year off the federal government. Yeah, you stop it through them. You could have stopped it by cutting off their 501c3 statuses. In immediately, Catholic charities would stop what they're doing to this country. 
And for one minute, please, don't confuse Catholic charities with the Catholic Church, nor the beautiful religion of Catholicism as it is practiced today. Please leave me alone already with the 15th century and the, and the rack. I'm not interested in what Catholics did in the medieval ages any more than I'm interested in what anyone did in the Middle Ages or what they did in the middle, middle of the century. Today, the Catholic Church is a beautiful institution for people who practice the religion, but Catholic Charities is a business entity that makes a fortune off illegal aliens, cut off their 501c3 status overnight, Mr. Trump, and you cut off most of the illegal aliens, and you don't fire a shot. But you see, there's no will to do this. That's the whole thing. Republicans want them for the factories, the fields, the farms. Democrats want them for the votes. We all know this. We weren't born yesterday. We know why the flood is coming in. And so we, the people, sit here scratching our heads and saying, wait a minute, wait a minute. How did this happen? But let's go back to the war, not immigration, for a minute. The war with Iran that's being ginned up by the very same forces that got us into Iraq, based on the lie, the big lie of weapons of mass destruction. Apparently only Sean Hannity believed there were weapons of mass mass destruction. Talked about it for months, if I remember correctly. He had proof that there were weapons of mass destruction. They were were tucked away somewhere. um, They were moved to Syria. Remember that lie? Well, they're all weapons of mass destruction. That's why we bombed the hell out of them. They were moved somewhere, said uh, the great real estate magnate. So here we go again. The very same forces of neocons who call themselves conservatives now uh, want war with Iran because it's someone else's son who will die. Not them. No, not them. They're busy uh, laughing all the way to the Swiss banks. You know, when I wrote a book a number of years ago, and I don't know which one it was. There's so many bestsellers on the New York Times list. There was one particular insight I would like to cite for you right now, which is I supported Bush 1's war against Saddam Hussein for the obvious reasons he needed to be constrained. But the people surrounding Mr. Bush Sr. were much smarter than the people surrounding Bush Jr. They were very smart. They saw the global picture as it was, and they did not kill Saddam Hussein or his sons they permitted the, Iran, the, uh, the, what was it called, the Revolutionary Guard to remain. They didn't destroy them because they knew one thing, and I wrote about it, that if we go to war against Iraq, as I wrote, as Bush, too, was doing it, the big winner would be Iran because Iraq and Iran had long been enemies, Shia, Sunni, to make it simple for you, Shia, Sunni, Sunni, Shia. It's as old as the problems in, in uh, Ireland, actually older. Shia Sunni, like Catholics and Protestants, only older. So Iran and Iraq have long been enemies. And let me remind you of something else. I said to you, what you're going to do is create a greater Persia. Well, that's what's happened. We have a greater Persia, and now we're paying for what Bush did with his last war. How are we going to do it? Magnify it into another war? I wrote about that. Now I'm talking about it today. No, we don't need war with Iran. So you say, what would you do, Michael, with Iran behind Hezbollah, Iran doing this, Iran doing that? I ran all the way home. That's a nice song to play right now. I ran all the way home, but don't play it. You negotiate with Iran. You negotiate with Iran as civilized nations do. You don't bang the war drums and drop bombs from 50,000 feet. If we have not learned that from Vietnam, when the hell are we going to learn it? So let's get back to today. No, we don't need war with Iran. Yes, we need to stop the flood of illegal aliens, cut off the 501c3 status of Catholic charities and others. There are other ways to do it other than deporting millions of people. It can't happen. Cannot happen. Impossible. Can't be done. Why would Mr. Trump do that? 
Why would he vow to deport millions of illegal aliens next week when we know, A, it can't be done, and B, it won't be done? How is it going to be done? What, are you going to do it? Something's wrong here with this whole picture. So now let's get to the issue of the day. For me, very personal. I opened up my heart, I opened up my doors to a New York Times reporter a few weeks ago. I took a chance. Three of the smartest people in the world who I referred to said, don't do it. They are by far the smartest people I know in the whole world. They all said, don't you do it. And I'm telling you smart people, good people, said, don't do it. And I said, I will do it. They said, why would you do it? I said, because I'm actually not what the stereotype is of Michael Savage. And when people meet me, they understand that. And they don't smear me. Then one of them said to me, Michael, it's not the reporter you got to worry about. It's his editor. They're going to smear you. They will dredge up stuff that should never have been said to begin with, that's long in your past, and they'll try to make you look like a bigot when you aren't. I said, there's nothing I can do about that. Well, they did it anyway. They did it anyway, and it's the old game of why did Donald Trump go in the car with Stephanopoulos? Because he thought that Stephanopoulos would cover him as a human being rather than as a stereotype. He thought Stephanopoulos would not try to step on him and spread his Staphylococcus onto him. But Staphylococcus did what he always does. Staphylococcus is the proverbial animal that the frog carries across the stream. He is the scorpion. Savage. Hey, look, we all have boxes somewhere with old videotapes of vacations, graduations, and other events that have, you know, slipped away, right? You forgot about them. But those tapes and films can wear out over time, and you lose those memories forever. Not with Legacy Box. This is great. Now you can save your family films and photos from degrading or being lost forever by letting Legacy Box digitize them, bring back lost memories to watch and see them again. Now here's what you do. Send your Legacy Box filled with old home movies and pictures. They'll do the rest professionally digitizing your moments onto a thumb drive, digital download, or DVD. Easy to follow instructions and safety barcodes included for every item. Receive all your original recorded moments back along with perfectly preserved digital copies. Get personalized updates at every step. Receive up to 12 personalized email updates. Now look, Legacy Box is the world's largest, most trusted digitizer of home movies and photos. Over 450,000 families have trusted Legacy Box. Over a decade of experience, all the work is done by hand right here in the U.S. of A. There has never been a better time to digitally preserve your memories. Visit LegacyBox.com today to get started. Are you listening? Here it comes, because for a limited time, they're offering my listeners an exclusive discount. You heard me right. You go to LegacyBox.com slash Savage, and you get 40% off your first order. You heard me right. 40% off by going to LegacyBox.com slash Savage. That's 40% off your order. Please get started and preserve your memories and your past today. That's LegacyBox.com slash Savage. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. 
That's shopify.com slash system. And so what can I say to you? We all get what we want and we don't get what we want. You can't always get what you want. The New York Times reporter is not my PR agent. I didn't expect him to sit and worship me and talk about my plant collections in seven museums and what a wonderful man I am and how I know nutrition and how I've written poetry and look at the great writings that he has that no one's discovered and he's one of the greatest geniuses of all time. All of that is true. But I didn't expect him to write about that. So by and large, it's a fairly good article and I'm going to read it to you. And it's a very important article. Because it's all about Donald Trump at the end of the day. What is the title of the article in the New York Times? Anyone raise your hand out there in Radio Land if you have read it, either on the Drudge Report, the link is there for your reading pleasure, or you can read it directly, but I would suggest you link it through the Drudge Report. Conservative radio host has doubts about Trump. His audience doesn't want to hear it. Michael Savage was one of the first radio hosts to endorse Mr. Trump. Now he thinks the president's fans are too uncritical, but his listeners aren't so sure. If you want to comment on the war with Iran, the illegal immigrants, and the deportation order that Donald Trump says he is going to enact, or the New York Times article about yours truly, today's article... It's pretty fair, except for some stuff that shouldn't have been in there. But again, I didn't write the article. He did. And many of you are true believers, and you don't want to hear any criticism, whatever. I can't help you. You seem to think I'm a public relations agent for Donald Trump. But you're confusing me with the beached whale and other like-minded individuals. I am not a PR agent. And I think that if you have a family member who is not performing in the way you would like them to perform... What you do is you speak to them in a friendly manner and say, look, here's what I think you ought to be doing. Tell me you don't do that in your own family, whether it's a father who's not going in the right direction or a son. The son tells the father, the father tells the son. My job is not to sit here and pat someone on the back and say, you're the greatest thing since whoever you want to make it. That's all. I think he's wrong on the war drums. I think he let the Bolton crowd get too close to him when he never should have. I think he's 100% wrong on immigration, which is a disaster. You want extra money this summer? It's real easy. Why not start by paying less interest on your credit card balances? How? Refinance with a credit card consolidation loan from Lightstream. It's an easy way to save hundreds to thousands of dollars and lower your interest rate. You see, Lightstream offers credit card consolidation loans from 5.95% APR with autopay lower than the average credit card interest rate of over 19% APR. There are absolutely no fees, and you can even get your money as soon as the day you apply. Lightstream believes that people with good credit deserve a better loan experience, and that's exactly what they deliver to you. Now pay attention, just for my listeners. Apply now to get a special interest rate discount. The only way to get this discount, the only way, is to go to lightstream.com slash savage. L-I-G-H-T-S-T-R-E-A-M dot com slash savage. Lightstream.com slash savage. Save a lot of money on your credit cards. Subject to credit approval. Rate includes 0.50% auto pay discount. Terms and conditions apply and offers are subject to change without notice. Visit lightstream.com slash savage.
for more information. So if you came in late to the class, you'll have to catch up on your own. But we're talking about significant topics as usual. To me, the Iran war drums bother me, the lack of enforcement of the immigration uh, laws, the flood of immigrants coming in, especially the, the type of immigrants we're getting. And there are differences, by the way, as everyone knows. Most of them will be permanent wards of the state forever. They're not like your grandfather, so don't be confused. Please don't be confused and tell me all immigrants are the same and savage are the son of an immigrant. You should know better. Shame on you. You're all wrong. I'll repeat again my number one mantra. Number one mantra is borders, language, and culture. Number two mantra is when my grandfather came to this country and he saw the Statue of Liberty, give me your tired, your poor, your hungry, and those yearning to be free, etc., there was no welfare state. He worked his heart out till he died of a heart attack at 47. Then my father worked his heart out till he died at 57. I never thought I'd live past 50. Here I am, still going strong. Why? You want to know why? I'll tell you exactly why, but I'm not going to do it now. It's a whole different show for another time. I don't want to get into that now. I want to get into a number of things, the issues of the day, the news of the day, and the very important New York Times article. You say, well, look, if you don't like it, why are you talking about it? Why did you post it on michaelsavage.com? Why did Drudge link it? The answer is because it is possibly the most widely respected newspaper in the world, number one. And whether you like it or not, what they write is read by an awful lot of influential and thoughtful people. Whether you agree with that or not is irrelevant. You can't call them the enemy of the people when they publish something you don't like. Let me explain something. That's a very dangerous thing to say about the New York Times or any other publication. Do you know why? Because inevitably there will be a Democrat administration in this country at some point, whatever it may be. Do you want them to say that everyone in talk radio is an enemy of the people? and have them arrested or taken off the air? Very dangerous to start saying that the press is an enemy of the people. That's something you'd hear in a, in a despotic regime. Very dangerous in the long run, in the long picture, the big picture. The big picture. Does anyone think in the big picture anymore? Or everyone thinks in the size of a postage stamp? Only for today, only for now, only for the tweet. Only for the tweet, nothing for the future, nothing for the posterity of the nation. Someone just sent me an email. He says, Michael, once again, you're showing courage and calling out what you see regarding politics. And in this case, our present president. Agree or disagree with your positions. Everyone ought to make note you have integrity and honor. It remains a privilege to know you, if even tangentially. Yeah, right. Truth is very, very hard to find in this country today. So getting up to the article for one minute. I want to read something from the end of the article. We'll do the forwards by reading it backwards. I'm going to read the backwards, the article backwards. I'm starting with the last couple of paragraphs of the New York Times article. Though he is disillusioned with the Trump administration in many ways, he still takes pride in his role as an earliest supporter. He often tells the story about the evening in 2017 when he visited Mar-a-Lago as a guest of Christopher Ruddy, the president's friend and chief executive of Newsmax. When Mr. Trump saw Mr. Savage, he threw his arm around him and said loudly enough for anyone with an earshot to hear, I wouldn't be president without this man. Mr. Savage insists he does not need or crave that kind of access anymore. He believes enough people in his audience would see through it as phony if he did, he said, because they appreciate his independence, even if they don't share his skepticism. The day they think I've been turned and I'm willing to sell myself out for a pat on the head or another piece of Hanukkah candy, he said, 
They're going to say he's just like the rest of them. He'll do anything for access to the king. We now go to the middle of the article. He does not. He says he does not understand the apathy he is seeing from the right when it comes to holding the president accountable on immigration. If Hillary were president, Savage said to his audience last month, there'd be riots on the border. Nobody would tolerate this on the right. So why are they sitting this out? <laughs> why? People don't want to criticize President Trump if they support him. And I think you're doing him a disservice. More importantly, you're doing the nation a disservice. Period. End of story. Now, listen, I am not naive. When Trump won, I warned you, I cautioned you. I said, if we get 50% of what he promises, like any politician, we'd be very lucky. Then I downed it to 40%. Then 30%, remember? And then I said to you, I remember distinctly, if we only get 10% of what Trump promised, that will be 110% more than we would have gotten from Hillary Clinton. And I stand by those words. But that does not mean I'm not looking for 12% now that we've only gotten 10. Can we get a 12er out of it? Can we move up a little bit on immigration? You want me to start talking about other subjects like the economy? I'll do that as well, because all may not be as you think it is. Oh, no, sir, I'm a little worried about that. I'm terrified about the economic indicators. I'm terrified about the GDPs compared to other presidents that uh, you haven't seen yet, but you will one day. Something's wrong with a lot of these pictures. And um, it's not my job to do the whole job in one day. But you see, being ahead of the pack is not always easy. Seeing ahead of the pack is not always easy. And what happens is they tell you you're blind when you see ahead. They say you're wrong. You see that you see the, the chasm and you turn to the left or turn to the right. And they say you made a wrong turn. The dog's running behind you because they can only see your rear end. See, that's the problem with being a lead dog in thought. The other dogs only see your derriere. They don't see what you see. As the lead dog, you see things they don't see. Then you make the turn. They say, oh, you're turning the wrong way. Well, once you make the turn and they look out and they see you almost fell off a cliff, they almost fell off a cliff and you are right. You think they're going to say, thank you, lead dog? I don't expect it. I'm not a member of any radio cartel. I don't have an agent. I don't have anyone behind me pushing me. I don't have major money behind me uh, selling me. I'm just a man uh, out there alone. So shall I read you the article or not? Ra raise your hand. If you want me to read the New York Times article for you, I'd be glad to do it. If not, we could talk about other stuff. I could read from uh, A Savage Life and tell you some family stories. There's an interesting picture of me in Dead Man's Pants, by the way, <coughs> on michaelsavage.com of me as a little kid actually wearing Dead Man's Pants. So why would you put up a picture like that, Dad? Because I don't want people to think I'm making it up. I love when everybody suddenly became poor when they were running for office. Didn't you, you notice that? When poor became fashionable, they all took off their tuxedos and put on work clothing, so to speak. All of a sudden, everyone was poor, identifying with the poor. Well, let me tell you, I hated being poor. I always wished my father was not an immigrant. I wish he was rich. I, I, you know that? I really hoped when I was a teenager struggling, I said, damn it, why couldn't he be a rich guy so I wouldn't have to struggle? I would have been glad to go into his business, but he didn't have one. Not knocking the guy, he came over with nothing, did the best he could. He started with a push cart, 13 years, or seven years, 10 years, I don't know how old. He came here, he was 13 or seven, I don't remember. No, he came here, he was seven years old. At 13, he took a job in Manhattan, a famous story, driving a laundry cart, which was horse-drawn in those days. Would you believe this? And he had a scar on his right foot, poor man, 
my father did, and he said that's from a spike that went through my leg when I fell off the the horse ran away. The horse went crazy in the streets of Manhattan, a backfire of a car. The horse took off. He fell off the, the wagon and into a spike that went right through his leg. Would you believe this? So listen, I come from a hard background in a sense, and I understand the plight of the poor. I understand the plight and the wants of the poor and the immigrant. I understand it very well. That doesn't mean that we can take in all of the world's poor and needy. It's impossible. We can't. Moreover, I will repeat again the common knowledge that has been lost. There's nothing common knowledge about it anymore. When your ancestors came over through Ellis Island, if you're of European descent, there were immigration officers who checked their health status, and if they were sick, they were either sent back or put into quarantine in plain English. Watch Godfather 1 when the young Vito Corleone is put into quarantine. He obviously had TB or something like that. Well, we don't do that anymore. Now they're put right into our school system coughing their way right through the school system, put into the hospitals. Which You wonder why your, your, your medical system is melting down. And no one will say the obvious. You wonder why third world diseases that had once been eradicated are now proliferating again in America. And again, you don't hear a word of it from the Centers for Democrat Control, the once great CDC, which has become an arm of the Dem- establishment. I do know these things. I know them very well. 855-407-282 is the phone number. I want to play a soundbite for you now of the only politician who's making any sense on Iran, which is Buttigieg. Listen to this very carefully, if you will. Clip number six, fire away, Clint. Well, I think we need a, a measured assessment of information as it continues to come in. There's no question that Iran has a pattern of malign activities. There's also no question that there is a pattern that is disturbingly reminiscent of the run-up to the war in Iraq, in some cases being driven by the same people. I mean, the fact that one of the architects of the Iraq war is the president's national security advisor right now, when the president himself has pretended that he was against the Iraq war all along, this is shocking, and it should be extremely disturbing to all of us. You know, somebody uh, who felt five years ago when I left Afghanistan uh, that I was one of the last troops leaving, and five years ago notes that we're still there, and pretty soon you're going to be old enough to enlist and be sent over and have not even been alive on 9-11. I think we've learned as a country in my lifetime just how hard it is to end a war. We'd better be working very hard to make sure we don't start one. Okay, he's very intelligent, super literate, and don't underestimate him, to be honest with you. You want to know who the dark horse is? It's him. It's him. He's very smart and uh, poses a real challenge to the president in, in the election article begins like this in january 2011 four and a half years before donald trump glided down the escalator at trump tower and began a campaign for the white house the few conservatives were taking that few conservatives were taking seriously michael savage invited him on the radio and declared that he had found the president it was their first interview michael savage isn't as well known or as widely listened to as heavyweight conservative talk show hosts like sean hannity and rush limbaugh But his early backing of Mr. Trump helped the candidate build a bridge to the millions of people in his Savage Nation audience who identify with the host's nationalist beliefs, a worldview he sums up in his unofficial motto, Borders, Language, Culture. Hold on. Now Mr. Savage is an outlier once again. Savage. Look, you can't prevent aging. That's a fact of life. And with aging comes unwelcome changes you wish you could change, most notably in your skin. That's what seems to go first. Look, look at pictures from years ago, and you can see how much your jawline has changed. Yeah, but it doesn't have to change with Chamonix MDL technology. Genucel's brand-new jawline treatment specifically targets the delicate skin on the neck area 
for tight, healthy, younger-looking skin. Robin from Lubbock, Texas says, I put Genucel jawline cream on my neck two or three days ago. This is the best my neck has looked in 20 years. People told me my face looks young. You will see your mirror smile back at you or 100% of your money back, no questions asked. Call now and the classic Genucel for bags and puffiness is free with your order. How? Call 800-SKIN-891. 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 And to start seeing results in 12 hours or less, Genucel Immediate Effects is also yours for free. Your chin, neck, and jawline don't have to reveal your age. Call 800-SKIN-891 or go to Genucel.com. Get your two free gifts and free shipping now. Call 800-SKIN-891. 800-SKIN-891. I will continue with the New York Times article, War with Iran, which uh, Pat Buchanan said would become Trump's war. Thanks for quoting my book, Pat, without mentioning me. I appreciate that. I'm used to it by now. Uh, but it's a good article. U.S. is sending another 1,000 troops. We already have 7,500 there at, that we know of. I lived through the period of the Vietnam War. I know how these escalations begin. This is very bad. She so said, well, what would you do with Iran? negotiate, 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 negotiate. He's supposed to be a great negotiator, right? Negotiate with them. Don't threaten to bomb them. You're dealing with Persia now. You're not dealing with Iran. Forget the word Iran. Think Persia. Think of the Persian Empire. Think of the fact that these people have ancient linkage to war and peace. And although we are a new nation and we have some very smart people running things, they also have some smart people running things whether you may know it or not. Ancient empire, they know what they're doing. And they're playing us pretty good now. You get into a war with Iran, who are you going to bring into it? Oh, let's start with Russia. Let's start with China, who will align themselves with Iran as they already have. So you're not dealing now with a game in a Pentagon uh, room somewhere with things on a map where you're impressing everybody with your knowledge of history. You're dealing with human lives. And let me remind you of something else which everyone seems to have forgotten. Do you remember the Iran-Iraq war? Maybe you don't remember it. I do. Do you know that over one million young men on each side were killed in the Iran-Iraq war? Over one million of them were used as cannon fodder by Iran and by Saddam Hussein. They wasted their youth against each other. They ran them right into minefields, into machine guns, into artillery shell fire. They didn't care. Human life means nothing to these people. Yeah, I said these people, okay? Now, now report me to the PC police. Human life means nothing to these people. Nothing. One million on each side were destroyed in the Iran-Iraq war, which yielded nothing. The Westwood One Podcast Network.